0: It's time for the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the Eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region, and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason.
1: Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are broadcasting from our ESPN studios on this beautiful Monday in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Monday, March 15th, 2021. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight when we will join Detroit Pistons basketball in progress as the Pistons are taking on at the San Antonio Spurs. And joining us to start the show, head coach of the Sioux High Boys and Girls Swimming and Diving Team's Steve Abusta and one of their student athletes, Allie Robertson, as the Suhai Blue Devil girls fresh off their UP championship over the weekend. Uh, Steve and Allie, thanks for joining us on the game.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Well, Steve, let's talk to you first about this weekend. The Suhai Blue Devils won their first ever UP championship in girls swimming and diving. Uh, just, Just tell us how the experience was, what happened during the meet, and how it feels to. Well, be UP state champions.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an exciting time for us as, as a program just to watch the development over the past several years and watch our kids really uh, just step up and, and take ownership of the program. And uh, really leading up, we, we saw it a few years ago. We saw we were, we were kind of looking like it, this could be our year. And uh, all the pieces just fell in place. And, and uh, we just had a great meet across the board uh, this weekend. So it feels really good to be state champs, first time ever for the girls. It's a special day for them. And uh, that's what I'm most excited about, watching these girls celebrate after the hard work that they put in from swimming in lakes because we have no pools to uh, doing whatever they can to uh, just get in the exercise that they need. So uh, it's definitely exciting for our program.
1: And, Steve, we talked uh, about a month or so ago on the show. And my hope was to get you on the show the Monday after the UP finals and just all the hard work and dedication that these student athletes have done, both for the boys and the girls. You know, as a coach, you got to just feel just just great today after you know capturing and doing something that no suhai team has ever done won a UP championship for the girls.
2: Yeah, going in, we just kept saying, this is your opportunity to make history. And and uh, coming out, it was uh, history made, mission accomplished. And so really exciting for the kids to to have that. Uh, and, and that's something they'll never forget. It's something no one else will ever be able to do the, to be the first. So uh, just definitely exciting.
1: And let's talk to uh, Sioux High senior Allie Robertson, who we had a month ago on the show. And we're talking about her season and her Commitment to Southern Illinois University Alley this weekend, uh, well, you've done what you've pretty much done your whole career, uh, set records and win uh, UP championships. You broke your own marks in the 200 individual medley, as well as the 100 breaststroke. You're also part of the record-setting 200 medley and 400 freestyle relays. How does that feel? That's fantastic. (laughs)
3: Thank you. It feels really great. And I mean, just because it's my senior year, it was amazing to go out there and set all those records with my teammates and just have a really great last UP finals because... I'm never gonna experience um that again with my teammates and i I'm just really happy that I got to go out there and experience that with them
1: and for someone that's you know been a part of U p finals now for four years, you know going into the meet, uh, I believe you start with the relay are are you nervous at all before the meet or you have so much experience uh, you know just walk us through how you feel before you you know take that first shot in the pool.
3: I am definitely really nervous before I swim, but um having the relay as my first race. To, Helps me a lot because I have my teammates there with me to support me through the first race of the day. And this past weekend, we did really well in our first. Um, the 200 medley relay, which really just kind of set the tone for the meet, and I think we all just were ready to go after that.
1: And Steve, you know, Marquette uh, defending a champion up until this meet, you know, a big rivalry with the Sioux in many sports, including swimming. At what point in the meet did you feel like, you know, we got this? Was there like a moment of a big race that really kind of tipped the scales for the Blue Devils to get the victory?
2: Yeah, I, I actually think it's that relay, uh, the, the first relay. As soon as I saw how locked in those girls were, uh, we knew it was Game on. We had a great diving on Friday night. Our, our girls performed well. We we got points that we needed, but Marquette uh, really surprised a lot of people with their diving on Friday night. So uh, for us to open up the way we did with the dominant two, point, uh, two second uh, relay uh, record, UP record, is pretty exciting. And it just showed how locked in those girls were. Uh, it just translated to the rest of the team the rest of the way.
1: And, and Allie, you know, we, we talked about this when we talked to you a, a month or so ago about, you know, trying to beat your own records. You know, that's something. That's just, my hat's off to you as far as just being able to continuously improve on your times, you know, during practice and going into the meet, you know, what, what are some of the things that you work on to, you know, to get to that point where, you know, you're capturing state titles and you're beating your own records?
3: Yeah. um, A lot of it is having my teammates start to push me and um, kind of race against them in practice and um, keeping up with staying fit outside of the pool too and um I don't know we just worked a lot on like personally I do breaststroke so I did a lot of breaststroke this season and if we were doing volume I would do freestyle and I think a lot of it is also keeping a positive attitude since this year or this past year we um maybe didn't have a lot of a whole lot of pool time or as much as we would have in the years before so I think a lot of it is trying not to make excuses and just going out there and getting it and doing what you know you can do.
1: Suhai head coach for the swimming and diving programs at Suhai, Steve Abusta, joining us on the game along with senior Allie Robertson and Steve, tell us about some of the other girls that had big days and nights in Marquette. We talked about Allie's performance. Give us an idea of some of the other Suhai girls performers that did well.
2: Yeah, beginning Friday night with our diving, Brianna Jones, second place finish and and, uh, Olivia Martin, a sixth place finish and then Alyssa McKinney who was our senior uh, came through and, and scored us points we, we needed to at the end. So uh, both those girls, uh, or excuse me, all three of those girls on Friday night did excellent. And then uh, top to bottom, it was unbelievable on Saturday from uh, Allie to uh, Joanne Arbrick uh, to Julian Rebner and Hildebrand. Uh, that top relay just really lit it up. But then what really was surprising was how much our, um, so to speak, B swimmers really stepped up. Our B relay, uh, Olivia Loria uh, dropping major time, Elizabeth Oman because Sandra Gallagher, um, just just really did. Alyssa Claxton, who's a senior, who just stepped right in with two sixth-place podium finishes out of the blue. Those points count. Yeah, uh, Gabby Woodard had a great meet. So uh, just top to bottom, I think our girls, uh, Kylie Jones, uh, Mia Wolliver had great meets. Uh, not a single kid didn't drop time. So uh, it's, it's pretty spectacular when that happens.
1: And Allie, you know, when you're not racing during a, a big meet like this, what are some of the things that you're doing? Are you going in and talking to your your teammates and motivating them. Just give us an idea of what you do when you're not in the pool during those meets.
3: Yeah. Well, um, before our races, we go in the ready room and a lot of the times I'll go back there with people who are about to swim and I'll try to talk to them and get them in the zone and help them um, kind of just get out of their own heads sometimes if, um, cause I know a lot of people get really nervous before they swim. So I kind of sure. try to help out my teammates. And if I'm not in there, then I'll be cheering on my cheering on whoever's swimming from our team in the pool Um, or up in the bleachers.
2: Go ahead, Steve. And, and Scott, That was something really special I think Of this me is just watching uh, Not just our girls but our boys even Who who had a f- spectacular me as well But them getting behind the girls realizing What was at stake and uh, just seeing Evan Arbic uh, cheering like crazy or Cameron Bowers, Connor Habusta, Morgan Bird Just cheering like crazy for our girls as well It was pretty exciting. Let's
1: talk a little bit about the Boys Steve finishing third uh, This season. Uh, give us an idea of some of The uh, top performance for the boys team on, Over the weekend. Yeah I,
2: I wasn't Expecting third when you lose uh, Andrew Inter- Ebner who's uh, yeah. you know all UP uh, male swimmer maybe all time it's really tough and, and uh, but the boys really came began 1-2 with the diving with Cameron Bowers and Connor Obusta which I never know who's going to finish first and who's going to finish second because right. they push each other in a healthy way this year uh, which was great to see and then uh, Morgan Bird had an outstanding meet uh, Evan Arbic had an outstanding meet uh, Seth Ashton LeBay scored points for us as well and then uh, we had a 400 free relay team that just came through so uh, just great group of boys it across the board, top to bottom, Um, did, did an awesome job. All had time drops as well, and had a great meet.
1: So, Allie, your season is over for swimming. Your high school career is over, ending on top, winning a UP championship. What's next for you between now and when you attend Southern University in the fall? What are some of the things that you're going to be working on? Obviously, you want to graduate and have all that fun and accolades, but what are some of the things that you're working on as far as, you know, going into your college swimming career?
3: That's a good question. Um, I'm, <laughs> Glad not I really, asked it. I'm not really sure what's next. Kind of just trying to stay in shape and get in the pool as much as I can and maybe in the lake when it warms up and just trying to stay where I'm at or get better.
1: And Steve, uh, same question for you. Obviously, the season is over. You're going to enjoy this a bit and get some relaxation. What's next for you between now and when the Blue Devils hit the pool next uh, fall, uh, winter?
2: Yeah, I get to uh, spend time with my wife and kids, which, uh, which, which is pretty exciting. You know, we, they sacrifice a lot, and I really I give them a lot of credit because they sacrifice a lot of time uh, while I'm at the pool and, and uh, with the team. And so I get to spend some time with them, and, and uh, that's always great. Very good.
1: One more question for each of you, Allie. I'll start with you. Uh, What? Excuse me. (laughs) I lost my train of thought there. Give us an idea of uh, some of the people uh, besides your coach and your teammates that have helped you get to where you are now. Uh, You know, youth swimming, uh, parents. So, who are some of the people that's really helped you out in your swimming career?
3: Yeah, definitely my parents. Uh, I talked about that the last time I was on here, just pushing me to do better with everything, school, swimming. Uh, My sister, Melina, she is a freshman in college this year. She was always one of my biggest supporters, so I always have to thank her for that. And um, my coach from Northern Storm Aquatics Club when I was younger, her name's Nancy Day, she was one of my first coaches that ever really um, just kind of got me in into the sport and like to really love swimming.
1: Is that over in Sioux, Ontario that you yeah. did that? Yeah. And, and Steve, uh, who are some of the other people that have helped out this Sioux High swimming program and diving? Who are some of the other people that have really helped get to the, where the program is besides yourself?
2: Yeah. I, I just want to begin with Carol McCready. I think he's uh, done a fantastic job there, there at the high school and really has supported our program and supported our pool actually. And so we really appreciate him as an administrator doing that. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Lake Superior State University, especially, uh, uh Dr. Hanley for keeping the pool open. Without that, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation today. So uh, that's really important to us. And then uh, my assistant coaching staff has been phenomenal and they're all volunteers. We don't pay them a cent um, but they all volunteer from Claire Arbeck, who uh, does a great job with our swimmers. Dyke Justin who really took our mid-distance swimmers this year um, and did a great job with them. And then Allison Interemner who takes our divers and uh, has raised up one of the best diving groups in the UP. So uh, fantastic group to, to work with. Steve Abusta and Allie
1: Robertson from the Sioux High swimming and diving team joining us on the game. UP champions for the first time. Uh, Appreciate you both coming in and uh, certainly looking forward to talking to you more uh, throughout the year, especially once swimming and diving season begins. And Allie will certainly keep track of your progress at Southern Illinois University. Uh, Best of luck there. Congratulations on your upcoming graduation. I think you're pretty good there with the grades I've heard. And uh, thanks for joining us on the game to you both.
2: Thank you, Scott.
3: Thank you.
1: All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk more local sports all coming up on the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400
4: fremont insurance has proudly served michigan since 1876 for more than 140 years fremont insurance has helped protect what michigan residents care about most since 1999 don wilson insurance and fremont have been partners rooted in the promise to provide the best possible service and value to customers be it your home auto or business don wilson insurance and fremont insurance there to protect what matters most Don Wilson Insurance 110 Dawson in the Sioux calls 635-5600. If you're looking to improve your ride or add a vehicle this winter, see the great pre-owned inventory at Sue Motors today. There are more than 70 units to choose from, cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. There are escapes, explorers, fusions, focuses, and many more, including trucks. See the friendly sales staff at Sue Motors today. Use your stimulus check or your tax refund to put yourself in a better vehicle this winter. Check out the selection of pre-owned, reconditioned vehicles at Sue Motors on 3 Mile across from Walmart in the Michigan Sue. It's
0: 2021 and Reed Metals in after your honest main source one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Max.
5: Our trail. Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly, knowledgeable Ace Associates about our Ace Royal Paint. A high-quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, a helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to seeing you real soon.
0: Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 6.15
1: on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Want to thank our guests, Steve Abusta and Allie Robertson from the Sioux High Boys and Girls Swimming and Diving Program. The Sioux High Girls winning their first ever UP championship over the weekend. Coming up at 6.30, we'll talk Sioux, Ontario Sports with David McKay Jr. from the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario. 6.45, we'll talk to Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on the Metro Detroit sports scene. And then at 7 o'clock, we'll have our roundtable with Butch and... EJ Russell, host of the hot seat in Escanaba, Michigan. But we have a lot of local sports to cover, so let's get right to it. Starting with high school hockey, the Sioux high Blue Devils ended their regular season with a five and five record over the past weekend, falling on senior night at Big Bear Arena six to two on Friday, and then winning a seven to two decision at Potoski on Saturday. The Blue Devils will start their regional on Tuesday night in an open opening round game against Tawas. If the Blue Devils win, they will take on Alpena on Thursday at five o'clock. That game scheduled for Tawas. And you can hear that Thursday night game over on our sister station 1230 WSO with Dave Watson starting with the pregame show at 4:45. The winner of that game will take on the winner of the other regional semifinal on Thursday between Sheboygan and Gaylord. And that regional final is scheduled for Saturday in atawas high school basketball over the weekend the suhai boys fell to sheboygan on friday 50 to 45 and defeated manistique on the road saturday afternoon by the score of 65 to 59 suhai now four nine on the season they will be home to newberry tomorrow night and brimley on thursday you can hear both games on 1230 WSO starting with the tip-off show on Tuesday at 7 o'clock with Dave Watson and Ray Bell. In other boys basketball from the weekend in Straits Area Conference play. Newberry topped St. Ignace on the road on Saturday, 62-59. to Newberry will be at the Sioux on Tuesday, while St. Ignace now 7-4 and on the season. They are at Rudyard tonight. Speaking of Rudyard, they lost for just the second time in boys' basketball on Friday as they fell at Munising by the score of 59-49. Cedarville, they knocked off Pickford for the second time this season on Friday night, winning at home by the score of 46-35. to Cedarville now 6-4 on the season. They are at detour tonight. Pickford 2-9 on the season. They are home to Pelston, also tonight. The Brimley Bays, they picked up their fourth win of the year on Friday as they won at Ingadine by the score of 55 to 38. Brimley now four and six on the season. They are home to detour on Tuesday, while Ingadine two and eight overall. They are at Mackinac City tonight. In girls basketball, the Sioux High Blue Devil girls basketball team traveled to DeWitt on Saturday and improved to 11-0, and winning their 28th straight game going back to last season. As they knocked off a very good DeWitt team by the score of 42 to 38. The Blue Devils are in Marquette tonight and will be talking to their head coach, Pat Bennett, next Monday night on the next edition of the game. St. Ignace, they improved to 9 and 3 in girls basketball as they top Mackinac City on Saturday by the score of 77 to 42. The Saints are at Rudyard tonight. Speaking of Rudyard, they got a pretty good girls team as well, improving to 8-3 on the season as they defeated Sheboygan on the road Saturday by the score of 48-41. The Bulldogs, they host St. Ignace tonight, and then they have a big EUP clash tomorrow night at Pickford. You can hear that game over on our sister station, Country 105, in the EUP Game of the Week. I'll be filling in for Matt pocket on that one pregame show starting at seven o'clock cedarville they stayed in contention for eup conference title possibilities last thursday as they knocked off pickford by the score of 51 to 49 cedarville they're home to detour tonight pickford now seven and four on the season they will host rudyard on tuesday and brimley they also won a game on thursday as they defeated engadine by the score of 57 to 51 and then they fell at Mackinac City on Friday by the score of 79 to 36. Brimley, two and seven on the season. They will host Pickford on Wednesday. Well, the district matchups in high school basketball are set as the selections were made on Sunday. Looking at the girls' basketball districts first in Division II, District 34. The Sioux High Blue Devils will start play on Wednesday, March 24th, as they take on Kalkaska in a district semifinal. That game will be played in Sheboygan. You can hear that game over on 1230 WSO with Dave Watson and Ray Bell, starting with the tip-off show at 515. The other side of the bracket sees Grayling face Sheboygan on next Monday with the winner to face Boyne City in the other district semifinal. The district final is set for Sheboygan that one will take place on Friday, March 26th. St. Ignace in Division Three, District 67 will open up district play next Wednesday, March 24th, as they will be at Harbor Springs at 6 o'clock. The winner of that game will take on the other district semifinal between the winner of Monday's opening round game between East Jordan and Charlevoix. The winner of that game will take on Johannesburg-Lewiston on Wednesday, and the district final is set for Friday, March 26th. Pickford, they will host the Division 4 District 102 starting on Wednesday, March 24th at 7 o'clock. As they will host Detour, you can hear that game on the EUP Game of the Week over on Country 105. Starting with the pregame show at 645, it'll be myself or Matt Pocket. That depends on what Laker Hockey does, which we'll talk about in a moment. The other district semifinal will be at Mackinaw Island as the Islanders host Cedarville, and the district final is set for Friday, March 26th, at 7 p.m. Finally, in girls basketball, Brimley will host the Division 4 District 101 as they start action on Wednesday, March 24th, at home to Rudyard at 7 p.m. The other district semifinal is in Newberry, as the Indians host Ingadine. That one also Wednesday at 7 o'clock. The district final is set for Friday, March 26th, at 7 p.m. The Sioux Blue Devil Boys basketball team. They will begin district play in the Division II District 34 next Tuesday, March 23rd, as they will host Boyne City at 7 p.m. You can hear that game on 1230 WSO with Dave Watson and Ray Bell, starting with the tip-off show at 645. The winner of that game will take on Sheboygan on Thursday, March 25th at 530 at Boyne City. The other district sees the winner of Tuesday's Grayling-Kalkaska game take on Kingsley, and the district final is set for Saturday, March 27th, in Boyne City at 7 p.m. St. Ignace Boys, they're going to host Division Three District 67. And they will start play on Thursday, March 25th, against Johannesburg-Lewiston at 6 p.m. The other district semifinal will see the winner of Tuesday's Harbor Spring-East Jordan game travel to Charlevoix. And the district final is set for Saturday, March 27th at 1 p.m. Detour, they're going to host the Division 4 District 102 and will host Mackinac Island on Tuesday, March 23rd. The winner of that game will be at Mackinac City on Thursday, March 25th. The other district semifinal has Pickford hosting Cedarville on Thursday, March 25th at 7 o'clock. You hear that game over on Country 105 on the EUP Game of the Week with the district final set for Saturday, March 27th. And finally, Brimley boys, they will host the Division 4 District 101 and will take on Ojibwe Charter on Tuesday, March 23rd. The winner will advance to the district semifinal and face Rudyard on Thursday, March 25th at 7 p.m. The other district semifinal is between Engadine and Newberry, and that district final will be on Saturday, March 27th at 7 p.m. Whew! Catch my breath. That's a lot of playoff basketball coming up next week. Lakespear State University hockey team, they advanced to the WCHA Frozen Four over the weekend as they defeated Alabama Huntsville 6-1 on Friday and 4-1 on Saturday. The Lakers now 17-6-3 overall. They are going to take on Bemidji State on Friday at 8.37 p.m. in a WCHA semifinal at Mankato, Minnesota. You can hear that game on today's Hits 99.5 yes, FM with Matt Pocket, starting with the pregame show at 8 o'clock. Bemidji, they swept Michigan Tech two games to none to advance. Host Minnesota State, they also swept Ferris in a two-game set in their quarterfinal series, and they will face Northern Michigan in the other semifinal set for Friday at 3:07, the Wildcats upset number three seed Bowling Green, two games to one. In their quarterfinal matchup, the WCHA championship game is set for Saturday at 8:07, with the winner of that game getting an automatic berth into the NCAA hockey tournament. With the field to be announced on Sunday. Now the Lakers, they control their own destiny. They win, they're in. They don't win. They could get in. Right now, they're the 10th uh, ranked team in pairwise. And I think with Bowling Green getting knocked out early, that will certainly help their cause. And you can hear more about Laker hockey tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1400, the Laker hockey show, five o'clock with Bill Crawford and Matt Pocket. And finally, Laker volleyball over the weekend. They were swept by Saginaw Valley as the Cardinals won Friday's match three to nothing and Sunday's match also three to nothing. The Lakers will host Northern Michigan for a pair of games at the Bud Cooper Gymnasium Friday at 3 and Saturday at 1. That is your local sports roundup, at least on this side of the pond. We come back, we're going to talk to co-host of this show and host of his own show, the Game Sports Show, over in Sioux, Ontario, David McKegg Jr., as we'll talk about the Ontario Hockey League possibly getting closer to resume. We'll also talk about the NOJHL, more about the Lakers. All coming up on the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Welcome back to The Game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up at 6.45, we'll be talking Detroit sports with co-host Butchon Davis from Butchon Sports, who will get us up to date on what's going on in Metro Detroit. And joining us right now, co-host of our show and host of his own shows over in Sioux, Ontario, the Game Sports Show, which you can find on the website, thegamesportshow.com. David McKay Jr. joining us once again on this Monday night. Dave, how's your Monday night treating you, sir?
6: Uh, Scotty, it's going good, my friend. Uh, it's great to be tuning in with you as always as we do. It's too bad. It's still not in person, but, you know, eventually we will get there again. i just happy to be uh, still talking to you right now. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Dave, and yes, we will get to that point, I'm hoping, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Dave, let's start with the Ontario Hockey League. When you and I chatted last week, there was uh, still a lot of questions, and there are still Some questions, but uh, news was made last week by the health minister, Lisa McLeod, uh, stating that uh, she believes that there will be uh, a season coming up. It looks like it could be as much as a 20-game season. There's still lots of details to sort out, Dave. So what have you heard over the past few days? And how much closer are we to possibly having Ontario Hockey League play, if not at uh, the GFL Memorial Gardens uh, somewhere in Ontario?
6: You know, Scott, that's a a good question, and I talked about it on a a recent uh, upload with our Top Shelf Edition that uh, it was looking kind of, uh, that they weren't in the same position as the WHL and the QMJHL is, obviously, uh, but they're getting to that point. They're trying to progress, and we're hoping to hear a lot more uh, updates this upcoming week, or or this week is what I should say, and uh, you know what, it's... It's it's looking very strong that we're going to see a season. Obviously, it's not going to be that thirty-six that we were kind of hoping, or twenty-four. Even that twenty seems like the number that it's going to be, and a lot of back and forth going on to see how it's going to work. If Uh, with the teams that are from the States going to come in or if they're not and the players and there's a lot of underlying factors and still have to get uh, kind of decided that I haven't heard too much of but what I have heard is that there's been a lot of discussion for potential of doing hub cities there has been that discussion but it it remains to be seen if that's what they would really do Uh, my whole point of this is if they do do a a hub city I feel like Sault Ste. Marie would be a strong candidate to be one of if not the hub city just because of the uh, kind of the surrounding areas that are excluded, especially in the Algoma region. I feel like it'd be a wise decision. You can have teams stay in the Blind River, the Elliott Lake region. You can have Sault Ste. Marie, of course. You can have, uh, outside of Sault Ste. Marie, there's a couple areas outside the highway that you can look at doing. I feel like Sault Ste. Marie would be a strong area uh, to have. And obviously the GFL uh, Memorial Gardens being uh, more of an updated arena, per se. It doesn't have uh, the seating capacity as London would, but I don't think the seating capacity is going to be an issue because – that depends if the, if they're even going to allow people in there. And I highly doubt that it's going to be a thing that they'll let people watch the games. So you'll have to do a lot of virtual. So I feel like being in Northern Ontario, to St. Marie, should be strongly considered. Uh, it, it just, it's going to remain to be seen, though, because if you're going from other areas in Ontario to other areas, some are in better numbers of COVID in terms of where St. Marie is. So it's it's kind of going to be sporadic about how I feel like they're going to decide if they're going to do that hub cities or not, if they're going to go from city to city. But you got to feel, Scott, that Sault Ste. Marie would be a strong candidate for a hub city and from what I've heard that it's been a lot of positive traction over the past week and I think we're going to have a lot of positive results in terms of news this week
1: I think so as well, David, and I think a lot of credit has to be given to Ontario Hockey League Commissioner David Branch. You know, this is something uh, he's been on our shows before uh, over on Coach's Corner with Dave Watson. He was on a few months ago talking about, you know, they want to do this right and they want to include all the teams. We have seen some leagues that have, you know, resumed play, but they haven't involved all the teams due to You know, health regions or border closings or whatever. I I think it's a lot of credit to the commissioner and the Ontario Hockey League, you know, to try to get back to play with all the teams. Now it still may not end up working that way, maybe with some of the teams, but I I think a lot of credit should be given to Commissioner Branch for at least trying to put forward a plan that involves the entire league.
6: Hundred percent. And you know what? There was obviously the petition that went around with the the Ontario Hockey League too. That was very uh, yeah very good to see what the players voice in their opinion. They want to play, obviously. And it's out of their – what people need to understand is that it's not the commissioner's fault. It's not the Ontario League's fault. It's not even really the government's fault, if you really think about it. It's everyone inside of Ontario, and it's because of the COVID numbers. And together – we fight to bring down the pandemic. That has been the message since exactly a year ago. Actually, just it's been a couple days past, but we're just over that 365 day mark now, and it's been stressed that we're going to defeat this together, right? That has been the mission. And that is something that with the Ontario Hockey League, the petition by the players. Players came together and voiced their displeasure about not coming forward with a plan or not really having that communication if they're going to be able to play. Now, it seems like it is going to happen this year. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here right now, and uh, things can change while you and I are talking, Scott. That, right. Right. Uh, be stuff that come in, right? So I'm not going to dive too in, uh, really into too much about the release and all the news that's going to come out, but just overall, the players have been able to voice their displeasure, voice their opinions, and it's been a strong contributor, I feel, in terms of helping to get the season started. And also, you got to give credit, I think, to the everyone who's been involved. You said you said uh, the commissioner of the Ontario Hockey League. I obviously want to bring in the government officials as well because honestly, it may not seem that way. But they've tried to do what they can to keep everybody safe and and try to get everyone back to normality in terms of their lifestyle. So I give credit to all around in Ontario. And it seems like things are going to start getting back and transition to uh, to normality. And it seems like the vaccine uh, distributions are going to be happening soon throughout consistently as well. So things are starting to look up. And hopefully this week brings forth a lot more positive news for that so we can start enjoying the sport uh, and sports overall that we enjoy here in Ontario.
1: Yeah, Dave, you bring up some great points there. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, let's move on to the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Uh, only four teams still participating in the league. The Sioux Thunderbirds and Blind River Beavers, they're set to, well, actually they played yesterday and the Thunderbirds beat the Beavers by the score of 8-4, to four, starting a seven-game set of exhibition games, the Cochrane Crunch and Timmins Rock. They're playing a 10-game set, but over this past week, Dave, we saw uh, out in Sudbury, Rayside, Belfort, French River, and Espanola. They have opted out for this season, joining the other teams, including while well, the Sioux Eagles haven't opted out, but the border closer has, has made them opt out. So the NLJHL still trying to, you know, throw something together, but with only four teams out of the 12 playing, Dave, it's pretty tough for that league right now.
6: It is tough, and the big the the big thing is that I've noticed, and I was talking to Trevor Zachary about this actually this week because we're talking about other. I uh, just catching up, and he was mentioning that this uh, they're trying to work out the scheduled BR that they've just recently released. Of course, as you mentioned, that they have played on Sunday, uh, but this may be the last series of the season, or they yeah. may be the one they, but it seems like it is. And I was mentioning in terms of the Anal cup or the Algoma cup, or even the COVID cup. And I obviously there hasn't been any release with that. So it was just something that's came to fruition, but the teams that have been a part of this, Scott, overall and Trevor Zachary, including with all the general managers. If you want to go with blind river, Cochrane, and Timmins, the teams that have played, have had to endure a lot and handle a lot. And yeah, you know what? People may look at them and say, Hey, they're playing. Right now, and it's easy. No, it's actually very tough. Okay, for these guys to make a schedule, follow the right protocols, uh, with the right, with the Ministry of Ontario and the health regulations, and uh, making sure every player is safe. Because, of course, a lot of some players are younger than 18 too. There's a little more It's different. There, there's, there's steps that they've had to take as a team to properly execute this schedule. A lot of endless work from guys like the Trevor Zachary, uh, Kyle Brick, and, and Blind River, etc. The list goes on and on. And I give credit to those players and teams that are currently playing and bowing through us and putting a smile on their face while they're playing. It's great to see the teams that had to opt out. It's at a point in the season where you've had to make that decision now. OK, and teams that haven't been able to play and launch up when Blind River and Sault Ste. Marie and Cochran Timmons has it's it is a smart thing to do. It's in the best interest of uh, the players. It may not be in overall their most memorable way to go out if you're a 20 year old and older or whatever it may be but it was the right decision overall for them to opt out because just the overall time frame but you gotta stem this kind of this point and this question to the player, the teams and the players that are playing and with conversation with Trevor Zachary he's been doing endless work and everyone's been able to really contribute in all organizations and in particular the NOJHL has done a very good job of doing what they can to provide that entertainment this year in a type of year that needs that entertainment.
1: Dave, we talked about this earlier, the Lake Superior State University Lakers winning their quarterfinal series at home against Alabama Huntsville this weekend, winning on Friday 6-1, to Saturday 4-1. to They advance to the WCHA semifinals, which will be played in Mankato. Those games will be on Friday, the semifinal games. Uh, this is uh, somewhere the Lakers haven't been a whole lot, Dave, over the past 25 years. Matter of fact, we talked about it last week, the highest finish in their league standings this year, finishing second. That was the first time that's happened since 1995 and 96. And if the Lakers win both games this weekend and capture the conference championships, they won't have to worry about a selection committee, getting them into the NCAA championships. They will get them in themselves. There is a chance that they could get in, to the NCAA tournament if they don't win uh, one or two games. But like certainly the Lakers can punch their own ticket. And, you know, throughout this COVID, Dave, Lake State, they have done well getting in their games. They did have to pause there uh, for uh, about a week and a half due to COVID, but they got through that. And they're on track to potentially capture a league championship, something they haven't done in over 25 years.
6: Yeah, and a big thing, too, is if you really, this is as per their website, lssulakers.com, 16 Lakers were named to WCHA, uh, WCHA, sorry, all-academic team, too. fantastic to see. And if you look at four Lakers as well, received that all WCHA honors as well. This team overall this year, uh, enduring this year. I've said that word a couple times in this episode. I feel like that's my word of the day. Yeah, I like it. That they have really overcame everything with COVID this year, and it's great to see with LSU, right? Because last year was kind of a year to forget. I just want to flit all right. to it that way, but the year before that, that was the year where. I feel like they were making those steps in the right direction and everything was looking positive going into what was last year. Now, obviously last year happened and was interrupted because of everything that went on worldwide with the pandemic. But this year has been a strong year for the Lakers both on and off the ice. And that's, what's great to see. You want to be a program that has that talent on the ice, but if you can present that academically off the ice as well, it looks great for your overall program at LSSU. And obviously here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, we obviously watch LSSU Lakers with close eyes because we're neighbors. We like to call each other brothers or sisters. whatever you want to call us, Scott, uh, with being the Sioux Amory, Michigan and Sioux Amory, Ontario, much like how you guys follow the Sioux Greyhounds a lot with Sioux Michigan. So the Lakers are a hometown team to us as well. And here in Canada, there's a lot of kids that want to play at the college level. Okay. And a lot of local boys want to stay home and bring their talents to go play LSU because of that academic side. And that's where I see LSSU is doing really well. Not just You know, going to the semifinals and doing well this year—that's great to see. And we we've talked about and brought up—it's what they've done off the ice too, on the academic side, and just having their recognition to the uh, for the all team of the WCHA. It's great to see this overall team. The chemistry is great. The energy is great on this overall roster. They have a great team on the ice and. Being a team that should be more recognized and be more respected and hopefully this year, this type of year, not only gets them to that next step slot that you're bringing into, but also can attract talent from exterior, even from locally to bring more talent here uh, to play for the LSU Lakers. Because it's a city that, you know, has had success with a lot of teams in the late 80s, of course, and just an overall great program. And it's great to see the steps in this direction being so positive.
1: Dave, we got a couple of minutes
6: left. Uh, tell our listeners
1: what's ahead for you and your crew over in Sioux, Ontario with the Game Sports Show.
6: Well, of course, we had our upload that uh, would be this morning. Of course, we did the recording last night being Sunday, and we just had the official upload this morning uh, with our Top Shelf Edition. So you can check that out on all of our platforms, uh, as well as this week, Scott, will be the launch of our new show, And One. Uh, yes. So we have that uh, with myself yourself, and we plan to have E.J. Russell and Tyler Ouellette, and hopefully a local guest that I'm trying to hopefully line up to get for our launch show with that, so that'll be exciting. We are still to planning to uh, the date of that, of course, but it's going to be later this week, of course. So keep an eye on uploads with that. With our special edition uploads, we will have an upload this week as well. It won't be on Tuesday. It will be on we plan to have it on Friday, and it'll be Cam Jansen's upload this week, the highly anticipated Cam Jansen interview that we will have uploaded on Friday uh, this week. So we do have, of course, another Top Shelf Edition this week. Later on, it should be on Sunday this week as well. So we have two new shows that we plan, Scott, our special edition upload. So we plan for three total shows here on the Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario side. And as well as, I just should keep a note for our listeners that this is the week that we plan to launch our updated website. It's been a project since January, of course, with COVID the second phase coming in, uh, second round coming in. It's been definitely a kind of paused, but we plan to have our updated website launched this week as well so uh, if you're unable to get on the website uh, at some point this week it's probably because of the update don't panic it's for the better, of course because we're going to give you something that is very interactive and more user-friendly uh released with our updated website so that's the update from the sioux ontario side scotty
1: very good david mccaig jr joining us on the game dave appreciate you taking time to come on tonight have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next monday night sir
6: Sounds good, Scotty. And like I said, I can't wait till we can do officially in person for more than just one segment together, my friend.
1: (laughs) Every week we're getting closer to that, Dave, and I look forward to it as well. We're going to take a break. We come back, we'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, all coming up on the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400
0: let's get back to the twin sues only local regional and national sports show let's get back to the game on espn 1400
1: 647 on the game espn 1400 scott mason with you and joining us right now co-host of this show and host of his own show butch on sports brand new edition uploaded last night i would highly recommend it and you can find his shows on the website simply butch2 too. that's com. or you can find his show along with our other shows all at the com. as butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on in the metro detroit sports world butch how are you doing on this monday night sir
7: I'm doing okay, Scott. How you feel?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Butch. It is March Madness, and we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, We talked about the high school hockey playoffs starting this week. Uh, We had some uh, some winning uh, UP swimming and diving coaches and athletes on our show, and then you have basketball district starting next week. March Madness in full swing, my friend.
7: Yeah, well... We'll see how how much is swinging after the first week Right. going into Monday as it's different this year as we'll start March Madness on, I do believe, on a Friday, and it's going to flow over to Monday evening and whatnot there, so a little bit different here uh, where we could have got away with it on the weekend It's no longer the case, so... uh, Hopefully we can get it all in and uh, no incidents occur there.
1: Butch, we're going to go through our brackets in the second hour, but starting with regional sports, both Michigan and Michigan State did receive bids to the NCAA Tournament. Michigan falling in the semifinals to Ohio State. They're the number one seed in the East. They will take on the winner of the play-in game between Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. That game will be played on March 20th. Michigan State, they got in, not by much, but they got in, and they're going to play their play-in game this Thursday as they are an 11 seed as they will take on at UCLA. Thoughts on Michigan and Michigan State heading into the tournament? I think Michigan may be not as strong as they wanted to going into the tournament. Michigan State, just happy to be there, in my opinion.
7: Well, Michigan State there, guys, there's a problem there, with I see there. Why are you going to play a play-in game with 11, uh 11-seeded team? Right. I, I can't understand that. I, I really don't. I think that play-in game should be more or less suited for maybe a 16- or 15-seeded team. Um, this way, the NCAA did, did not get that right there. i I really uh, disgusted on that one there. And, you know, if you're a Michigan State fan or not, I think they're kind of disgusted on that as well. As uh, far as missions concerned, uh, they're going to have to uh, go back to the basics there. When I say the basics, uh, making sure that every man on that team knows that they got a job to do, because it did show on that particular Saturday afternoon where um, they lost to Ohio State. You're only down by one; all you need is two points, and they didn't get it right there. They, they, they. They tackled Hunter Dickerson to make sure he didn't get a ball. That means you got three other people loose like a goose there, and they didn't get it right at all there. I, I do believe that Michigan, they had to do all over again. game, a different plan would have been uh, put out there, and uh, they might have been a little bit more successful in beating Ohio, uh, the team that they was after, which is Ohio State I do believe there.
1: Yeah, and we'll have more on the college basketball tournament an hour or two during our roundtable. We call it the Game Bracketology. We'll do our best to try to figure out who we think might be the upset specials and who we want, or should say who we think, will be in the Final Four. Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Pistons. They are in action tonight. We will join that game in progress from Little Caesars Arena as the Pistons take on the San Antonio Spurs. We should be getting to that right around tip-off. for The Pistons off the All-Star break. A, a couple close losses, losing at Charlotte on Thursday and then falling to Brooklyn on Saturday. Uh, Butch, what are you seeing out of this Pistons team right now?
7: nothing. I <laughs> knew you were going to say Absolutely that. Absolutely nothing as I expressed last night on the um on the show last night there uh, and really and truly you know we got a coach there who's really fluxed into that three-point shot there. The bottom line on that particular there, they don't have people proficient on their team to make that three-point shot on a a regular basis there. And when you don't have someone over 50% doing that there, you got one player, Ellington, there, and he plays every other game or whatever it may be. I'm quite sure he's not going to be on the team down the road apiece. They're going to try to trade him to try to get something for him. It it just doesn't make any sense. You get what you can get. The game is designed on who has the most points when the game is over there. And the Pistons are not doing a very good job of managing things. Uh, Mason Plumlee right now, to me, is the best Piston on the floor right now. And they got involved, that man, in more conducive, play, especially on offense there because he's a great passer. He's a great facilitator of finding the open man. Uh, he's done that on a couple of occasions there with uh, triple doubles. Uh, you got to use that guy in finding people who can get a decent shot off there. If it's a two-pointer, three-pointer, or a layup, it, it doesn't make any sense that he is not included more in that offensive uh, drive that the Pistons have.
1: Moving on to the Detroit Red Wings, Butch, the Wings uh, losing again last night to Carolina by the score of a two to one. Uh, and you said it on your show, Butch, and I think it can't be understated. It- this team has to learn how to shoot the puck. I mean, I've seen very few hockey games where a team doesn't shoot the puck puck a lot and win. Obviously, the Wings problems probably go deeper than that, but watching the Wings this year, just that seems to be one of their biggest drawbacks is they're just not shooting the, dar- the darn puck. Almost said something else.
7: I used to kill about the Harlem Trotters there. They seem like they want to... Try to find the perfect pass, the perfect nothing's perfect about hockey, but you got to get in there and grind. And when you have an opportunity to shoot, which is far from none there, shoot the puck toward the goaltender, rush the net. You talk that as a kid, okay, to do that. And the Red Wings just don't seem to get in the big thick goals. that they'll have more success of doing this and, and getting more chances to rebound and get 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 the puck in the net than rather than what they're doing, they're dumping the puck in the in the back line there, where basically they're going around the goaltender instead of at the goaltender, and it's just it's it's pathetic. Okay, and we can't talk enough about their defense, which is none. Okay, yeah, and they're not. Stopping anybody, they're not taking on the forwards, and I'm talking about our defensemen taking on the forwards of the other team, and stopping them from rushing the net, because they're getting free, free UIs every time they, they shoot the puck in. They're at least shooting the puck on the goaltend. The goaltenders we have are pretty sufficient there. These They're not getting any help by their defense in stopping other people from charging the net.
1: But before we go to our top of the hour break, we did lose a big name in boxing, a big name in Detroit. Marvelous, Mar- marvelous Marvin Hagler uh, passed away over the weekend. And, you know, for somebody like myself that's followed boxing, especially back in its heyday, I mean, that guy put on some good fights against Sugar Ray Leonard and others. Just give our listeners a bit about the marvelous one, Marvin Hagler.
7: One of the four kings there in the 80s there when the fight game was more or less out of the middleweight division there, uh, or the weatherweight division there. And Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Roberto Duran, Thomas Hearn, Mm -hmm. and himself, Marvin Hagler, were the shows when it comes down to good fights and whatnot. And people were very spoiled at that particular time because the heavyweight division was just nothing. The lightweight division was nothing. Uh, these were the guys who were carrying boxing for that particular time and for a good stretch of it, per se, there. But, again, uh, you can't say enough about Marvin Hagler there. Uh, the way he left the the, the ring there um, was kind of pathetic that, you know, when you uh, – you go through the, the rituals of how to get a match or whatever it may be at that particular time where some of the promoters were just not thinking too well there. Uh, he ended up going in there being an actor in Italy there, then ended up moving back to the United States. Uh, he's originally from the Boston area there. Uh, he, he was a very good guy and very approachable. If you ever got to interview him, I did a couple of times there. And um, it, it was a, it was a shock when I heard that he died at 66 years old, but. Again, he gave us some marvelous moments in the ring there when it came down to boxing.
1: Butch, final question before we go to break. Can boxing ever get to the stage that it was uh, back, you know, obviously Muhammad Ali and the 70s and even the 80s going to Mike Tyson? Obviously, you have different uh, types of fighting now with uh, MMA, UFC, whatever you want to call it. Boxing kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Can boxing ever get back to that big stage that it once had?
7: Well, you gotta look at number one. Many of the promoters right now are uh, flushed in one thing and one thing only—a dollar bill. And the MMA right now, for what it's worth, is the more bang for the bucks when it comes down. To promoters making money right now. There, uh, there are a lot of the boxing rings and uh, training places were closed down due to uh, nutrition, or they just was was not fit to even work in there, or even to practice or even get training in there because they just ran down to the ground. In the Detroit area now, they've finally opened up a couple places, one in Dearborn, one in uh, the downtown, uptown Detroit area there. But, again, it's not enough for some of these kids who want to participate in boxing and get the proper training from people. But then when you go after that there, where are you going to fight at? It's just right now that's a big mess up there. And then you got to get some decent promoters there who are vigilant in taking care of the boxer and not just throwing the boxer out there just to make two or three nickels.
1: We're going to take our top of the hour break here on the game. When Butch and I come back, we have more Detroit sports to cover, including the Lions and Tigers. And then we will transition into our round table and dissect the NCAA bracket and talk about other sports going on and nationally all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400.
8: While our dining room is closed, the Wicked Sister is still open for delivery and carryout. You can still order any of our crave-worthy burgers and construction dip, but now you can also order any of our beer, wine, and signature cocktails to go. Call 906-259-1086 or visit our website, wickedsistersue.com, to order. The Wicked's phone number again, 906-259-1086. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years
9: o'connor's chrysler dodge dodge truck and jeep in pickford is your full service dealership servicing pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years o'connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener o'connor's is also a proud supporter of community events its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer and with financing available to back your purchase you can drive away today in your dream vehicle local
0: people local pride stop in today on m129 at o'connor Buffalo Wild Wings wants to help you get through the work week. And Tuesdays and Thursdays might just be the worst days. That's why they've created Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays with a buy one, get one free offer. Let's crush this week together with Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays at the Sault Ste. Marie Buffalo Wild Wings. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson Compactor Utility Tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comfort. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors. Visit Skinners at Pickford to find the right model for your operation.
9: When you shop locally, you're helping the local economy. It's the same when you're a member of the credit union. We reinvest your money right here in town, so your investment becomes your neighbor's loan. You could say that around here, we know the neighborhood. Sioux Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at
0: siouxcoop.com. Let's get to the second half of the game, here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's Sports Leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now here's Scott Nason.
1: And welcome back to the game on ESPN of 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continue to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. We do have a local sports update. Suhai girls in action as we speak. Looking to remain undefeated and keep their 28-game winning streak alive. Going back to last season. They're in a battle with Marquette right now. Right now, it's 19-14 Marquette with about three minutes left in the first half. As we continue our Detroit sports talk, and Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Lions. A couple signings by the Lions here over the past few days. They signed wide receiver Tyrell Williams, as well as edge rusher Romeo Aquara. Both joining the Detroit Lions. Uh, What are your thoughts on those moves and any other Detroit Lions news you want to share?
7: Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, you know, these are not major, okay? Right. The major thing is is that uh, they did not put a, a, a price tag on a particular receiver that shit's still there was deserving to make the sixteen million dollars that they did not or do not wanna pay for. Um, I don't know what they're gonna get out of this particular situation and how they're gonna get it out of there, but again, the Lions gonna have a press conference tomorrow, I'm quite sure. Uh hopefully the press kinda of open up and kinda of spread it out where we get some answers on well, which way are you going to go there? Uh, do we have to look at another year of stupidity, or do we get an upgrade on the services that the Lions need to get there?
1: Detroit Tigers in action this afternoon. Butch in spring training, losing to Toronto by the score of 4 to nothing. Matthew Boyd pitched in that game. Uh, been able to catch a little bit of the Tigers here over the past week. I think they had a couple games on television. Uh, your thoughts on the Tigers' spring training?
7: nothing. Me <laughs> too. Uh, you know, Right now, this week is going to be a crucial week because you're going to see a lot of the players that they're going to probably hold up and a lot of players that they're going to get rid of and give more time there. Uh, you can about better uh, the, one of the biggest things is that what they're going to do with a, a pitcher like Casey Mize or, or some other pitchers there that they were planning on being in their front line of pitching there. But to me, they're just not ready at all there, okay, period. And, you know, they're talking about a six-man rotation. They don't have a two-man rotation as far as I'm concerned (laughs) right now. You're right. Uh, It's it's pretty wacky there when you can't see the actual uh, roster as fold there because you're letting so many kids get uh, a lot of opportunities. These kids, they're not going to – I want to see them – play the players that they plan on playing, the 25 or 30 players, they plan on playing during the season rather than you play a lot of kids that basically right now you have no intentions on bringing them up and, and doing the job that, you know, they deserve to to have uh, put on them there. Uh, Hill is doing an outstanding job, one of the kids there especially when it comes down to defense. We haven't had good defense like that in the outfield in quite some time. And I'm quite sure he's going to be looked over and, uh, and put down in Toledo, which, by the way, the minor league is going to be a month late from starting. So do you start a B competition down in Florida so these kids can have somewhere to play or what? You know, no one has said anything about that as of yet. So it'll be very interesting to see. How Major League Baseball is going to attack this and how the Detroit Tigers is going to convince us that, you know, besides the arguing right now, the political people arguing on how many people are going to get into America Park.
1: That was going to be my next uh, topic, Butch. Is right now, Coal America Park is n- not going to admit more than a thousand fans for opening day. And you talked about it. There's uh, many people that think that should be raised. And you look around Major League Baseball, the Texas Rangers, they're going to have full capacity for their games. And you're seeing more and more fans, especially south of the Mason Dixon line. It seems like the attendance issues aren't as strong down there. Uh, but, you know, your thoughts on that. You know, the Tigers right now, a thousand fans for opening day, but many people want more.
7: Uh, it's very hard to, to, to squeeze a uh, squeeze a lemon on that. There, alive, uh, really and truly. Then, then this is my opinion personally. There, I think the Major League Baseball needs to get again with the scientists of uh, find out what is what. What is tolerable? the government getting with that there. And right now we got these in-house fighting with Democrats and Republicans on what's right and what's wrong. And the people in the middle, which is the general public at large, which is you and me, we get slopped up in this mess here, and we don't know which way to turn. And it's about time this this kind of stop here, you know. Uh, if you don't have some leadership down the road peace to get this done, uh, it, it's going to be, we'll, we'll be back in the same situation. This pandemic is not over there, regardless of how many shots they brag and boast, no matter how much uh, money they slap out here for the general public, which, by the way, none of, none of us have got, probably got a check yet here. Not yet. So, uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty bad right now. So I, I don't know what to say about it or what to do about it there. Uh, the Tigers should have a. Uh, uh, more definitive answers when government and what not get involved with it, I think by next week and see if they're going to increase that number or decrease the number.
1: Butch, we're going to take a break here on the game. When you and I come back, we are going to start our roundtable and certainly lots of NCAA basketball talk. We're going to dissect the brackets region by region, talk about some of the other teams that didn't get in but on standby due to COVID and some of the other things going on. you got the women's selections going on here as we speak. Uh, We did find out that head coach Gino Amaretta from UConn, he contracted COVID, so lots of things to talk about, and we will talk about them all coming up on the Twin Cities only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game,
0: ESPN 1400. Everybody knows that H&R Block is the premier tax preparation group in the nation. But did you know that H&R Block offers year-round bookkeeping and business services that will help your small business cut costs, make profits, and streamline the business end of operations? From payroll and bookkeeping to expert tax prep and advice, see the friendly folks at H&R Block on I-75 Business Spur in the Michigan Sioux. Call 635-5970. Put H&R Block to work on your small business. You'll be glad you did. H&R Block wishes the Hockey Lakers success
7: what we need, I know where the
2: builders go.
9: is it time to install new windows doors or paneling perhaps you're finally going to build that new decor addition you've been talking about or repair the roof stop at Sue Builder Supply You'll find helpful advice and quality materials that will make every job easier. Whether you're ready to paint, insulate, install new windows or kitchen cabinets, the team at Sioux Builder Supply will make the task less daunting by coaching you with great how-to tips. When there's a building or remodeling project in store, make your first stop, Sioux Builder Supply. You'll receive the best building materials and hardware and great project advice every time. Sioux Builder Supply, helping you make your building and remodeling projects a reality. On Johnston-by-the-Bridge in Sioux, Michigan. Fernelius Hyundai, proving why they are the ones to trust for your next vehicle, bringing home three best of the EUP awards, winning the best service department, best used cars, and best salesperson with Sally Van Luven. If you are thinking of getting a new or used vehicle, stop up and see the trusted staff of Fernelius Hyundai today at 2988 Ashman Street, where all social distancing and safety precautions are being observed. Or shop from the safety of your home by going to their website. And in four easy steps, you can purchase your next vehicle from Fernelius Hyundai. Just go to neelyshunday.com. That's for neelyshunday.com. For Neely's Hyundai, earning
0: the trust of the EUP one sale at a time. When you're looking to score a great pizza, make your play with your favorite hometown team at Guido's. Well-known for their pizza, someone once said, You
9: can't live on just pizza.
0: Something they may not agree with at Guido's. You'll also love their pasta, salads, breads, and of course, their Guido-tizers. Make a power play and order online at Guido'sPizzaSue.com. And while you're there, look for their college student special coupon and save 15% on one regularly priced menu item. Guido's Pizza, 2673 Ashman. Call 906-635-0066 you can catch podcasts of the game at the now let's get back to it with scott nason here on espn 1400
1: 7-Eleven on the game, ESPN of 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. Just him and I tonight for the round table. We do have a score update from that Suhai Marquette girls game. Last time we checked, it was Marquette 19 to 14, excuse me, at half. So, high leads by the score of 25 to 19. Uh, Butch, let's start our roundtable and, and let's really dissect this March Madness bracket here. Uh, the first question I have, or the first topic I want to bring up on the roundtable, is just looking overall. At the selections, there's always teams that have a case for not getting in. Uh, And this year, we have four basically standby teams uh, going through tomorrow. If one of the teams that were selected for the tournament do have COVID-related issues that prevent them from playing in the tournament, there are four teams that could possibly be in. And they're probably the four teams with the biggest gripe as far as not getting into the tournament. Those include Louisville, Colorado State, St. Louis, and Mississippi. They are on standby if a team notifies the NCA by Tuesday night that they must withdraw because of COVID nineteen or health concerns. So, overall, how do you think the selection committee did on Sunday, Butch?
7: Well, also you got to look at this. For instance, I'm going to use this as an example. Cleveland State was the winner of the Horizon League. Now, if something happens at Cleveland State. The runner up of that particular league also gets a chance to dally on in there, which will be Oakland, okay, in in this case. So they have to somewhat be very vigilant and very disciplined during at least up to Saturday, okay, in case Cleveland State or that happens there where they immediately go and pack up get on the bus and go to Indianapolis, and they'll be participants in this bad boy there. So there's a lot of areas you can talk about there, but the runner-up of some of these uh, tournaments that they had, they're also those particular teams who are worthy runner-ups. They have to stay on standby by Saturday. But looking at this thing all together here, they went after money or uh, notoriety of people watching this particular situation there. Uh, I I like Georgetown and what they did and, uh, and some other teams like Oregon, for instance, who was at the barrel of the bottom, Oregon State, that is, who was at the barrel of the bottom, end up winning the, 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 the particular league championship yeah. there and end up getting in there. So that's pretty exciting indeed that anybody can win. So it, it's going to be tricky per se, but again, it's all it's all about who's going to be healthy, who's not going to be healthy, who's going to be vigilant and do everything they possibly can to keep the staff members and also the players safe in this particular.
1: Yeah, I agree, Butch. I mean, I think the selection committee, obviously, this year, uh, very challenging. Uh, the Big Ten getting nine teams in, I think that was fair overall I mean yeah Louisville ha- has a case uh, you know some of these other teams have a case but I think they got it right as far as the team's in and certainly I agree with you I think there should be uh, other justifications as far as if a team does drop out especially a conference team which one gets in uh, butch let's start looking through our brackets uh, both you and I have filled out our brackets I did mine in Penn I-, I think you did as well so let's let's start with Michigan's bracket in the east uh, looking at the of matchups, uh, first round matchups. As I mentioned, Michigan will take on the winner of the playing game, Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. The 8 9 matchup sees LSU taking on St. Bonaventure, 5 against 12, Colorado against a very hot Georgetown team at 12. You also have Florida State taking on UNC Greensboro, that the 4 13 matchup. The bottom of the bracket has number six BYU taking on the winner of the playing game between Michigan State and UCLA. Texas, another hot team winning the Big 12. They're the 3-seed. They'll take on Abilene Christian. The 7-seed UConn taking on 10-seeded Maryland. And finally, Roll Tide Alabama, the 2-seed taking on 15-seeded Iona. Butch, walk us through your bracket in the East.
7: Yeah. Winners of Michigan and uh, whoever they're going to play there against that, I guess that end game. I say Michigan will be dancing around into the Sweet 16 there. LSU, uh, hmm, kind of wicked there. That's who I think Michigan's gonna play. They're gonna beat them. You dance around to Georgetown. Georgetown's gonna beat Colorado. They'll still be in there, but when they get to Florida, Florida State, there they're gonna they're gonna lose. Uh, BYU is gonna be the one that I say is gonna go to Sweet Sixteen. Ooh. They're gonna beat Texas. I don't know why I picked them, but I think in my judgment, BYU is the better shooting team, and that's why I picked them. Maryland and Alabama. No one's talking about Alabama, mm-hmm. and I'm picking them right now. They're going to go very far. If anybody has a problem in the, in a, in the Elite Eight, it's going to be Michigan playing, end up playing Alabama in that particular there. And the winner of that is going to go to the Final Four there.
1: And who do you like in that Michigan-Alabama one, Butch? Putting you on the spot. Uh-huh.
7: I pick Michigan.
1: All right, I'm going to go through my bracket. Uh, some differences, Butch. Obviously, I like Michigan in their opening round game against whomever they play. LSU St. Bonaventure. I think LSU showed a lot in the SEC tournament, making it to the final. I like LSU to come out of that one. I as well like Georgetown at the 12 seed. And how does how the heck does Madison Square Garden not know how Patrick Ewing is, Butch? That that one baffles me. Uh, a bunch of drunk.
7: Uh, <laughs> You're uh, right. You know, prohibition is out of out of bounds there, but <laughs> by golly, somebody's not getting it right there. Of course, James Dolan owns the place,
1: so that might be something. <laughs> goes on that one. That's true. <laughs> I I like Georgetown, the 12 seed to come out of that one. I like Florida State over UNC Greensboro. All right, this is a homer pick, Butch. I like Michigan State. To win the play-in game and knock off BYU. Yes, that's all a homer pick there, but I'm picking the Spartans in that one. Texas over Abilene Christian. I think that one's a no-brainer. I like Maryland over UConn. I think UConn's kind of slumped going into the Big East Tournament. I think Maryland with their defense and playing a tougher Big Ten schedule goes through and... Obviously, I'm going to pick Alabama in that one. Uh, Going to the next round, I like Michigan to beat LSU, Florida State to beat Georgetown, Texas to beat Michigan State, and Alabama. So this is all chalk bracket for me so far. In the Sweet 16, I like Michigan to knock off Florida State, and I got to go with Alabama. So we got the same two going to the Elite Eight, Butch, number one Michigan and number two Alabama. Alabama. Not many people are picking Alabama in the brackets that I've seen, and everything. I like this team. They won their conference. They won their conference tournament. They're doing a great job down there. This might be a bit of a homer pick as well, but roll
7: tide into the final That's four. Be wacky on that one. There, a lot of people not getting Alabama. They just do, but Alabama's going to mess up a whole lot of other people's brackets. There, I think Alabama's going to be in that elite eight there. But again, if a Michigan team comes out there and be the Michigan that we've seen all season long, I think they can take care of Alabama there.
1: It doesn't look like Livers is going to be back, Butch. Uh, Looking at media reports, he said that it would be miraculous if he comes back. How much does that team miss him, or do they have enough talent to take it through without him?
7: Well, it's not the first time this year that Livers has not. Been able to play, okay, right? And that's why I put Michigan on on the. I think they can overcome that, but that's personally that's that's my feelings about it. Because again, Lewis has not been uh, a player all year long for uh, for the University of Michigan. He has missed several games this year because of that foot. If they had held him out like they should have, and when the foot started getting uh, messed up on him, I think he would be available just for the tournament alone. But again, when you're getting close down to this season where they were playing. A lot of the top teams in uh, the Big Ten, L- Iverson had to be played there, so it, it caught up on them, Okay, and that's just basically simple. And right now, being that got caught up on him, he's not going to be available for Michigan. There, they may, and I'm, and I'm just looking at this right now. They may, if they get to the Elite Eight. They may, without saying, use Livers in there for maybe two or three minutes of, of, of pull action, all depending on how that foot is going to contain them. I say at the end of the season, he's going to have to have some use surgery on that foot there. and That's going to mess him up when it comes down to the NBA draft, but... You know, kids do some wacky things there, and right now, that's one of the wackier things that Michigan might do.
1: Butch, before we go to our West Bracket, I want to give a shout-out to a frequent listener to our show, who my dad ran into last week at the gym. He was talking about our show and how much he enjoyed it. Uh, Professor Roger Blanchard at Lake Superior State University, he recently published an article in the Mackinac Journal showing the rise of average temperatures over decades in the Sioux, and Mm. uh, says that it's occurring at all four seasons. So Professor, Professor Blanchard, thank you for listening and hopefully we'll provide you some good March Madness for your bracket. Butch, yeah, let's move on to the West bracket. I'll go through the matchups and then you can say your bracket. Uh, Gonzaga, the prohibitive favorite in the tournament at least for many undefeated they will take on the winner of norfolk state and appalachian state oklahoma the eight seed takes on missouri the nine creighton at five takes on uc santa barbara at 12 virginia despite being coveted during the acc tournament they are in the ncaa tournament they will take on number 13 seeded ohio out of the mac bottom of the bracket six seed usc takes on either wichita state or Drake in the eleven seated game. Number three Kansas, another team that was coveted in their Big Twelve tournament, will take on fourteen seated Eastern Washington. Your Ducks at seven take on number ten VCU, and number two Iowa takes on probably my favorite of the smaller teams, Grand Canyon. Love that team at fifteen. Butch, walk us through your West bracket, please.
7: Well, here we go. Gonzaga's gonna it's gonna flow through that particular bracket there all the way down to the the no not one when it comes down to the final four Oklahoma and Missouri and we I'm pick uh, Missouri on that Creighton against UCSB. I picked U S S B on that particular one that's gonna be the first upset to me there. Virginia's going to beat Ohio. USC's going to uh, beat whoever it is, Drake or Wichita State. Kansas, uh, they'll be in there. They'll be East Washington. Oregon's going to be the uh, CU. And Iowa will be in there. Then we can move on over there. Gonzaga, of course, is going to beat Missouri. Uh, USB. It's going to beat up on Virginia. Ooh, that's I like it. Be, that, that's the team I'm going to pull up there and do all this little upset in there. Kansas is going to be USC. Of course, I'm going to pick Oregon in there. And when it gets down to the box over there, it's going to be Oregon against Gonzaga. That's going to be a dog on the game there.
1: And who do you got coming out of that one, Butch? That'll be Gonzaga. Oh, I thought you might go with the Ducks on that one, but I think that's the smart pick in Gonzaga. Going through my that's bracket, just, Butch.
7: But not the, the, the homer Homer pick there that basically if they and, and they don't and Oregon get in there we'll still be cheering. Yes,
1: we will. I'll be rooting for them as well, Butch. Uh, I think Gonzaga rolls, like you said, uh, through to uh, to the final four. I got Gonzaga winning along with Oklahoma. I want to pick USB UCSB Santa Barbara, but I'm going to take Creighton. I got Ohio. That's my biggest upset, the 13 seed over Virginia also have USC defeating either Wichita State or Drake. I think it'll be Drake, but USC will win that one. I like Kansas over Eastern Washington. I like Oregon over VCU and Iowa over Grand Canyon. Moving on, Gonzaga knocks out Oklahoma. I want to pick Ohio for the Sweet 16, but I'm going to go with Creighton. I'm going to try to not go too far with the upset. I like Kansas over USC. I like Iowa over Oregon, so I have a 1 versus 5, 3 versus 2. Gonzaga again wins. I like Kansas over Iowa and going to the final four, the Zags in my bracket out of the West. So we both have Gonzaga Butch coming out of the West. I have Alabama out of the East and you have Michigan, but we still have two more brackets to go through. We're going to take a break here on the game. When Butch and I come back, we're going to look at the South and Midwest brackets, and then we will have our final four and who we think will be this year's national champion. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400
4: fremont insurance has proudly served michigan since 1876 for more than 140 years fremont insurance has helped protect what michigan residents care about most since 1999 don wilson insurance and fremont have been partners rooted in the promise to provide the best possible service and value to customers be it your home auto or business don wilson insurance and fremont insurance there to protect what matters most Don Wilson Insurance, 110 Dawson, in the Sioux, call 635-5600. If you're looking to improve your ride or add a vehicle this winter, see the great pre-owned inventory at Sue Motors today. There are more than 70 units to choose from, cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. There are escapes, explorers, fusions, focuses, and many more, including trucks. See the friendly sales staff at Sue Motors today. Use your stimulus check or your tax refund to put yourself in a better vehicle this winter. Check out the selection of pre-owned, reconditioned vehicles at Sue Motors on 3 Mile across from Walmart in the Michigan Zoo. It's
0: 2021 and Reed Metals, in after your honest main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills, or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals, and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees, or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of
5: the Sioux on Mack Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly knowledgeable Ace Associates about our Ace Royal paint, a high quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, the helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to seeing you real soon. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan.
9: Life just got easier at Sioux Co-op Credit Union. Introducing Digital Wallet. Now you can store your SCCU Visa credit card in your phone's digital wallet and conveniently pay with just a tap of your phone. It's simplified shopping, so so you can make purchases quickly and easily on the go. Digital Wallet is more secure than traditional payment methods because it uses a unique encrypted technology. The merchant never has access to your credit card information. Visit us online at www.sucoop.com for more information. SCCU is NCUA insured.
0: Let's get back to the Twin Sue's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400.
1: Welcome back to the game on ESPN of 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continue to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. We have a score update from the Suhai Marquette girls basketball game with two minutes left in the third quarter. Suhai leading Marquette by the score of 33 to 32. Don't forget right after we get off the air at eight, we will join Detroit Pistons basketball as they will tip off against San Antonio tonight, eight o'clock. At Little Caesars Arena as Butch and I dissect our March Madness bracket. Butch, let's move on to the South region. Again, all these games are being played in Indiana, but they still do have the regions named. Uh, starting with Baylor, the number one seed, they'll take on Hartford, the 16th seed. First time ever Hartford makes the tournament. North Carolina is in, they are the eight seed. They'll take on number nine seed Wisconsin out of the Big Ten. Villanova, the five seed, takes on a 12th seeded Winthrop. Another Big 10 team Purdue at 4, they'll take on North Texas at 13. Bottom of the bracket, Texas Tech, the 6th seed will take on 11th seeded Utah State. Arkansas, number 3 seed, they'll take on Colgate, the 14 seed. Number 7 Florida will take on number 10 Virginia Tech and another Big 10 team, number 2 Ohio State takes on Oral Roberts. Butch, walk us through your south bracket.
7: Okay, my south bracket's going to take Baylor beating up on Hartford. Uh, Wisconsin's going to beat uh, North Carolina. I'm sorry, North Carolina. That's okay. Villanova, yeah. Villanova's going to beat Winsor. Uh, Purdue will take care of North Texas. Um, let's say Utah, too, to take care of Texas Tech. Ooh. That's going to be an upset to me. Uh, Arkansas is going to be Colgate, Florida. They'll beat the Virginia Tech. Ohio State, of course, will be in there. They'll beat Oral Roberts. When it gets down to the nitty-gritty of the uh, the Elite Eight there is going to be Baylor beating up on Wisconsin. Purdue is going to win over Villanova. Utah State is going to beat up on uh,
8: Arkansas.
7: And also, um, we're going to look at uh, Ohio State beating up on Florida. So when it gets down to the real nitty-gritty there, Purdue and Ohio State is going to Uh, matchup for that particular there. And we'll see Ohio State coming on out of that one, the the second-seeded team. Uh, It's going to be the representative in the Final Four.
1: Well, Butch, we're both going to make E.J. Russell very happy with our Final Four prediction out of that bracket. I like Baylor in the first game, obviously. I like Wisconsin as well over North Carolina. I'm taking Winthrop over Villanova. That's kind of my upset in that bracket. I like Purdue over North Texas. I like Texas Tech over Utah State, but I'm not too sure about that one. Arkansas, I like them over Colgate uh, because of our friends at ESPN Blacksburg. I'll take Virginia Tech over Florida and Ohio State over Oral Roberts. Sweet 16, uh, Baylor and Purdue, I like, I'm sorry, I like Baylor over Wisconsin. Purdue over Winthrop. I like Texas Tech over Arkansas and Ohio State over Virginia Tech. That leads us to the Sweet 16. I like Baylor to knock off Purdue and Ohio State to knock off Texas Tech, so I got another one-two matchup in my Southern Bracket Elite Eight. I'm just not sold on Baylor right now. They didn't look good in the Big Twelve tournament. They haven't looked that great after COVID. Give me the Ohio State Buckeyes as well, butch. That that might that might smell their demise if both yeah, of us I think
7: pick them. Ohio State's going to get it on there in the Big Ten. There, there'll be Big Ten supremacy there. To kinda, uh, the kind of that the. You know, buffer it up a little bit there, 'cause after right down the Big Ten was one of the more premier conferences of all of the United States there, and again, Ohio State, the way they're looking right now. That's a man-child team there. Ohio State's going to be in there.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. So, so far, Butch, we have two of the three similar teams in the final four. We both have Gonzaga. We both have Ohio State. I have Alabama. You have Michigan. Let's move on to the Midwest bracket. Number one seed in that one, North. Excuse me, Illinois. Winning the Big Ten tournament, they will take on 16 seeded Drexel. Loyola, Chicago, I love that team. They are the eighth seed. They'll take on number nine seeded Georgia Tech. Number five seed in that region is Tennessee. They'll take on the number 12 seeded Oregon State. Corvallis is partying, Butch. They made the tournament. I can't believe that.
7: Oh, yeah, they're still partying, you know. I hope they don't get sick. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wear a mask
1: when you party, please. The number four seed, Oklahoma State, will take on number 13, Liberty. The six seed, San Diego State, they'll take on 11 seeded Syracuse. The number three seeded West Virginia squad will take on the 14th seeded, Morehead State. Who would have ever thought, Butch, at the beginning of the season, that the only team out of Kentucky? That would be in the tournament would be Moorhead State. I don't think many people had that.
7: Nobody. (laughs) Nobody.
1: Number seven seeded Clemson will take on Rutgers, the 10 seed out of the Big Ten. And number two, Houston, they will take on Cleveland State, the 15 seed out of the Horizon League. Butch, give us your Midwest bracket.
7: Well, we're going, you know, Illinois is going to take care of Drexel. I do believe Georgia Tech is going to be there, beating up uh, Chicago. Tennessee, I'm picking over Oregon State. There, uh, I don't know why, but I'm doing it here. <laughs> Oklahoma and Liberty, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. Um, San Diego and Syracuse, I'm going to pick San Diego. On um, that, it's different.
0: time for we we time. Time. Have, have,
7: to to Detroit Pistons basketball um, is on I'm going to pick Rutgers Austin. in that particular game. That's going to be an upset. And, of course, Houston, um, they're a very good team. Now I'm going to pick them to beat Cleveland State. Although, that might be a tricky one as well. The Cleveland State team is a very, very good defensive team. Butch, I'm going to go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Now, when we roll on over to there, we see uh, Illinois over uh, Georgia Tech. Illinois will move on. Tennessee over uh, uh Will not get over, uh, Oklahoma, San Diego and West Virginia. I'm going to pick West Virginia. And of course, Houston is going to be right there. It'll be. When they crack it the fan, it's going to be Houston and Illinois in there where Illinois is going to march on to the Final Four.
1: Well, Butch, we are similar again in our Final Four pick. I'll walk us through our bracket, or my bracket, I should say. I like Illinois in the first game over Drexel. I'm going for Sister Jean in the Loyola Chicago squad out of that conference beating Georgia Tech. I like Tennessee, the five seed over Oregon State. I like the 4-seed Oklahoma State over Liberty. I like Syracuse at that 11-seed over San Diego State, the 6-seed. I like West Virginia to knock off Moorhead State. I'm going Big Ten with Rutgers over Clemson and Houston over Cleveland State. Next round, I like Illinois to beat Loyola. Oklahoma State to knock off Tennessee West Virginia to defeat Syracuse and Houston to knock off Rutgers. So I have the one, two, three, and 4 seeds in my Sweet 16. Illinois looks tough. I like Illinois over Oklahoma State. I like West Virginia over Houston. Maybe it's a little because I like Bob Huggins, but who knows. And in the final four, I like Illinois to knock off West Virginia. So, Butch, we got three of the four teams similar. In our final four, we both have Illinois out of the Midwest. We both have Ohio State out of the South. We both have Gonzaga out of the West. I have Alabama out of the East. You have Michigan. So, Butch Davis, your final four predictions and your national champion for 2021.
7: My national champion, believe it or not, boys and girls, I know Gonzaga's good there, but I pick Michigan. Oh, boy. And who are they? I pick Michigan for one reason, for one reason only. Gonzaga has not really gone yep. on out. And, said, you know, and I will say the earlier part of the season, Gonzaga was kicking everybody's tail there. Uh, but when it came down to league play, it, you know, not so much. So Gonzaga really has not had a good run. This is going to be their big run this year when they take on all these teams in the uh in the in the tournament there, but when it gets down to the real nitty gritty, when it comes down to toughness concern, I think Michigan is going to be the team that gives Gonzaga the the flops there. And who do you have uh, Michigan playing in your final, Butch? I haven't played in Ohio State. And that's going to be a rematch, and Michigan will win that one.
1: All right. So, boy, that's, that's good. Boy, can you imagine a Michigan-Ohio State final in basketball? You got uh, to use it. I'm sorry. I Joe, love it. Girl. And, and, hey, Jim Harbaugh isn't coaching Michigan, so they actually have a chance against Ohio State. <laughs> I like Jawan Howard a lot better, although we saw him get a little fired up in one of the games there against Maryland, but she got the double uh, that's technical. Now. Now,
7: now, that's the Jawan Howard I'm used to yep. there, you know, he don't take no stuff. And I explained that to you earlier. I like him because he's the no substance type of guy when it comes down to being truthful and, and telling you the way it is. He's not going to sugarcoat nothing there. And he really showed his true colors. Boy, he, <laughs> he sure did. There. he got fired
1: up indeed well my final four butch i'm again i i'm part of this is just because i want it to happen and that nobody's picking them i got alabama over gonzaga in one of the final four games i got illinois over ohio state in the other and when all is said and done i don't know when the last time this has happened butch when the college football champion and ncaa men's basketball champion have come from the same school i have to look that up i like alabama to cut down the nets and win the national championship, roll tide, baby.
7: That's a pretty good pick there, because Alabama again, no one's talking about them. No, it, but they're a very good shooting team. Very good defensively. There, uh, Avery got that team running like, uh, like uh, they're on um, great nuts. There, okay. <laughs> it's been really, really, uh, a good speed. Defensive team and then also they're very good shooters there and the majority of the teams that pick. I picked on the basis of not only their defensive play, but their shooting savvy because you know the majority of these college teams are going to use that three-pointer to their will there. And a lot of these teams I pick are very proficient shooting those three-pointers.
1: Butch, we're going to take our final break of the show. When you and I come back, we will continue our roundtable. We'll have our thumbs-up and thumbs-down for the week, all coming up on the Twin Sues' only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400.
8: MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs Artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307, serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years.
4: Fremont Insurance has proudly served Michigan since 1876. For more than 140 years, Fremont Insurance has helped protect what Michigan residents care about most. Since 1999, Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont have been partners, rooted in the promise to provide the best possible service and value to customers, be it your home, auto, or business. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont Insurance, there to protect what matters most. Don Wilson Insurance, 110 Dawson, in the Sioux, call 635-5600. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in after your honest, main
0: source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the Scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906 632 0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail
9: o'connor's chrysler dodge dodge trucking jeep in pickford is your full service dealership servicing pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years o'connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener o'connor's is also a proud supporter of community events its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer and with financing available to back your purchase you can drive away today in your dream vehicle local people local pride stop in today on m129
0: at o'connor you can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400.
1: 7.43 on the game, ESPN of
0: 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continuing
1: to be joined by Butch Davis from a Butch on Sports update from Marquette. It's a close one. High leads Marquette by one point with about four minutes left. Not sure if we'll get a final before we go off the air, but you can hear the final scores tomorrow morning over on 1230 WSOL with Mark St. Angelo on the morning show who will get all our listeners up to date on those scores. Also coming up here at eight o'clock, we'll be joining Detroit Pistons basketball right here on ESPN 1400 as the Pistons take on the San Antonio Spurs. If you want to hear the full two hour edition of this show, You can find it online at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We put our broadcasts out around 8.30, so check it out if you missed the show. If you want to hear it again, go through the brackets and fill them out. Who knows? Maybe you'll be a winner, but don't go to the bank with our picks. Butch, uh, my dad listening, uh, Roy Nason, who goes by the name Butch as well, wanted me to say hello to you. He loves having you on the show, and so from one Butch to another,
7: good job. Thank you, Butch here, man. We, I, hopefully everything gets real well. I can get on up there and eat up all your fish and stuff there and all the other beverages as well. Oh,
1: yeah, there'll be other beverages as well, but certainly, <laughs> for sure. Butch, it's time for a topic from you on the roundtable. We certainly did our dissecting of the March Madness brackets. What are some of the other things going on in the world of sports that have your interest?
7: Oh, yeah. No, but I tell you here, I'm gonna bring up a subject that I was near and dear to my heart last night on the show here. And I'm gonna pick it right now. California Baptist. Mm. The dream team. The first year, uh their third year in the NCAA division one, they came over from Division Two. They had a perfect record in that tournament and all this other good stuff there. Oh, uh, man, just three years after moving up from Division Two, the Lancers is the only unbeaten women's team in college basketball. However, that team did not go anywhere because of the NCAA rule. the state. A team must be in the Division One division for at least four years before they can qualify for any doggone uh, championship or uh, tournament run. I think, well, I'm not going to tell you
1: what I think. <laughs> well, let's let's look at a little bit, this more in depth, Butch. You mentioned it, a uh, Cal Baptist women's basketball team with their win over Seattle University on Saturday became the first team since 2018 and the 24th team since 1982 to finish the regular season undefeated. However, they will not, and they won the WAC tournament. However, because they went into division 1 back in 2018 from division 2 due to this ridiculous rule that you have to be in the in division 1 for 4 years in order to become an official division 1 school. The Lancers left D2 in 2018, which means they're not eligible for an NCA tournament in any sport until the 2022-2023 season. I think this is absolutely ludicrous as far as i'm concerned i mean this rule and granted they knew going into being a division one school that this was a possibility but when you have a team like this that very well could make a good run in the ncaa women's tournament it's not fair to the school it's a ridiculous rule and it, it goes to a larger point to me butch about the ncaa being a virtual monopoly on college athletics. There's there's no other route for these schools to go. I know there are talks that some schools may want to choose a different direction as far as, you know, NCAA and what have you, but you would think this is a rule. If you're a D1 school, you should be able to participate in D1 tournaments. And heaven forbid, if you're a good D1 school, you should have a shot at the women's tournament. That That's my take. I th- just think this is another example of the NCAA's overreach and rules just being absolutely ridiculous.
7: Well, it's a damn shame when a kid can come in a league, okay, like the NCAA or any uh, D1 school, play one year and go to the pros. That's a, that's a joke. And now you got to play the, the game with the, the school itself that came up from Division Two, okay, per se, and play with their, their minds and say they have to graduate because normally a graduation is no more than four or five years there in order to be a part of the club, which right now the club needs a lot more help than what they're doing there. We look at uh, many of the schools. We haven't talked a whole heck of a lot about – uh, the uh, the All-Star Game, okay, and supporting black colleges, okay, and I'm talking about the NBA and the WNBA, okay. That was one of the reasons why uh, these particular rules, and a lot of those teams are affected with the ones we're talking about right now and those black colleges are affected by this NCAA rule, and that's why they're not climbing up to that particular level of uh, uh, resiliency there. And even though there might be two or three teams in that particular league that was doing pretty doggone well, they get they get no ground at all when it comes down to being picked or being an at-large team. NCAA need to have their neck chopped off on this one there. Uh, you know, you figure – and I'm talking about uh, California Baptists. You figure maybe the NCAA by then White might would have maybe lift or change the rules somewhat to suppress it in order for this particular team to be in it. But, you know, all the arrangements they made for this particular bubble, they didn't take care of that one. Now, I feel kind of bad for the team, but in my in my judgment, they are the best team in women's basketball this year that did not play in the NCAA Division I tournament.
1: Butch, the NCAA women's basketball bracket just released, uh, just looking at some of the top seeds and where the Michigan teams are. They have different region names. In the Mercado region, NC State is the top seed. Michigan State is the 10th seed in that bracket. They will take on Iowa State. In the Hemisphere region, South Carolina is the number one seed in that one. No Michigan teams in that region. In the Alamo region, Stanford is the number one team. Uh, no Michigan teams in that region. And in the Riverwalk region, Yukon, the number one seed. Michigan and Central Michigan, both in that region. The Chippewas, the 12th seed. They'll take on Iowa. In their opening round game, Michigan, the sixth seed, will take on Florida Gulf Coast. And speaking of UConn, Butch, we got news this afternoon that their head coach, Gino Armoretta, has contracted COVID-19. It doesn't look like this will affect the UConn uh, program as far as their participation in the women's tournament. It will affect him because he won't be able to coach for, I think, 10 days. But that's the wacky world we live in in COVID, Butch, because come, come tomorrow, some of These teams that we talked about in the NCAA men's tournament, they might have a COVID case, so it's just more evidence that we still are under a pandemic, despite cases being down and vaccines being out. It's still something to watch out for.
7: And I'm hoping and praying that they're being very transparent with all these particulars there as well there, because with something like this going the NCAA, you know, every now and then you get a clown going on in there, and when a clown gets to perform. He don't mind getting everybody else laughing with them instead of laughing at them. Uh, you know, and that means you go you might have a team that has no business out there or because of Texas or something going wrong, uh kind of puts a spring belt such as what happened here in Detroit when Utah played and then went somewhere else and then they closed down the whole joint and and then some there. So hopefully they do pretty doggone well when it comes down to, uh, uh, controlling this thing. And again, being very transparent on the testing and, uh, hopefully this will come out alright for the women as well as the men.
1: Butch, uh, some NFL news uh, this afternoon. Rob Gronkowski is returning to the Tampa Bay Bucks on a one-year contract as well. Over the past few days, Tom Brady ex- extended his contract, and it looks like he will finish out his career in Tampa, maybe. And so the Bucks, uh sticking with the group that got him a Super Bowl. Your thoughts?
7: Don't blame them at all there. They had a very good group, a very commendable group of veterans who, Make me uh, remind me of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. okay? You know, not one of the teams had uh, problems on other teams and whatnot there, but they seemed all band together when it came down to like Buccaneers off to and uh, did the league proudly and, and and got a championship in Tampa Bay, the second one. Uh, it kind of burns me up because the Lions got absolutely nothing. <laughs> not seen the 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 the. the some people are going to and not see a Lions team get in the Super Bowl. That's just ridiculous.
1: Butch, uh, opening day in baseball will start here in, in a couple weeks uh, with the Detroit Tigers. And the question I wanted to pose to you is, you know, opening day, It's still a big day to me as far as Major League Baseball. Yes, the Detroit Tigers probably won't win the World Series, but you know what? Hope springs eternal. I think of that Ernie Harwell speech he would do on the radio broadcast. I wish I knew it word for word, but it was always something. The snow starts to melt up here in the Upper Peninsula, and we'll have baseball. Are you excited for baseball this year?
7: I'm excited for baseball. I'm very hesitant of what goes on in baseball because, Detroit's a special place on opening day. Yeah. that means that's a free day in this city, mm-hmm. okay? For many suburban towns as well. Seems like everyone gets the opportunity, like such as I did once upon a time when I was in school, to be able to skip town or skip it, okay? In order to be part of opening day, and that's a really big day because it's just so much stuff going down down on Woodward Avenue over in Grand Circus Park. Uh, campus has got things going on. Every, uh, I mean, every radio station in town is camped out on location there, get, getting everybody's views. And we're in a situation right now with covert that you know you don't know who's who and what's what, and to say you know, to wear a mask, which I will always have one on there for me personally, but then to say someone else that you should have a mask on and do whatever it may be. And we're not talking about just passing through and just dancing and talking there. We're talking about some serious drinking, food eating, (laughs) that's mingling up and down the streets, the ones who can't get in the stadium, per se, to see the game. You got this big scoreboard, Landed all over the doggone place where you can just see everything and everybody. It's, it's, it's quite a sight downtown. And, you know, as much as I participate in it every year except last year, per se, uh uh, hopefully this year I'm going to go down there. I'm going to be very vigilant of wearing my mask and anything else I can do to protect myself there and, um, and to stay away or, you know, keep distance, per se. It, I, I'm just going to do – just notice how – and I'm betting to the one that doesn't have done Downtown Detroit's gonna be packed.
1: Butch, I'm watching the Marquette Sioux High game. It looks like that is going to overtime in Marquette, 45 apiece. So we won't have a final score before we go off the air. Uh, butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will give you honors. Your thumbs up and thumbs down, sir. Oh
7: thumbs down for this this crazy league called the NCAA there. You know, let's give them the the, the horses what to do there. Uh, They did get a tournament off. Hopefully it does go off without any interest there, but there's a It's California thing there, California Baptist thing there. It really is disturbing there for a team to do so well. And the WAC Conference is not a snowball conference either there. It's a pretty doggone decent conference with some teams that you may not heard of, but, again, the St. Mary's and all these other teams and the Fresno State and stuff, these are very good ladies in there uh, and very good athletes to come out of these particular conferences there. That's That's a shame. Thumbs up will go to my provider, who provides me with a brand new yes, a brand new dog on router and whatnot. Yes,
1: I noticed that. It no, we haven't. I, I was about to knock on wood, but there's no wood in the studio, Butch. I, I, I,
7: <laughs> on it right now, here we have not been interrupted once. I thank my uh, Comcast provider there for giving me a brand new uh, uh, router and stuff there in, in the house, and and I had to install it myself. Wow! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This was not fun. I bet. But it's working, working great. Um, uh, give it a thumbs up for that.
1: I'm going to give a thumbs down to your thumbs down, Butch. You said it better than I could. Thumbs up just to conference basketball tournaments and the NCAA March Madness that will begin on Thursday with the play-in games, including Michigan State-UCLA. I'm going to be immersed in college basketball over the next few weeks, and it certainly couldn't come at a better time. Uh Before we go, Butch, uh just talking about our broadcast schedule over the next couple days, we'll have Detroit Pistons basketball coming up here in a couple minutes right here on ESPN 1400 tomorrow night. Five o'clock, ESPN fourteen hundred, the Laker Hockey Show with Matt Pocket and Bill Crawford. We'll have Sioux High boys basketball over on twelve thirty WS. So always the Sioux High Blue Devils will take on a Newberry. You can hear that game with Dave Watson and Ray Bell staring at the pregame show at 6.45. And I'll be at the Purple Palace in Pickford for girls basketball over on Country 105 as the Rudyard Bulldogs take on the Pickford Panthers All the pregame show around 7 o'clock. Butch, before we go, uh, give us an idea of what's ahead for Butch on Sports this week.
7: A lot of watching TV and monitors and staying close with the NFL situation there. Because I do believe the Lions are going to try to get somebody major to come in there to clean up the slop of what they're getting with Jared Davis and all. Well, he didn't show me too much anyway. Good luck with the $7 million <laughs> with the Jets. And- but Agnew was one of the best punt retainers in the league there. Uh, that was a sorry scene to go. He's guaranteed $20 million mm. out of the $35 million he signed for there. So that's not bad. I wish I had his agent there. Yeah, me
1: too. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, a pleasure as always, and we'll talk to you next Monday night, my friend. All righty. Want to thank all our guests tonight and co-hosts, including Butch Davis, David McKaig Jr., and Steve Abusta and Allie Robertson from the UP Champion Girls Diving and Swim Teams at Sioux High. Don't forget, you can hear the full two-hour show on the website, the is thegamesportshow.pod.com. Well, that's going Piston to do it for basketball. this edition ESPN of the game. We will talk to you next Monday night, right here on ESPN 1400.
0: Thanks for listening to The Game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's Sports Leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.